Which amazing video game should never get a terrible movie? <laughs> we nerds are going to talk about that. What is up, my nerds? Welcome inside Pop Culture with Fanboy and Know-It-All. I'm Jake. I'm Paul. And we've got our good friend, Jimmy Nestle, with us today. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Did I get the, did I pronounce the name right? You did, yes. Or is it the French Tim Nestor that you prefer? It's, it's Tim Nestor. Okay. Uh, but the kids in Hungary, where I was given that moniker of Jimmy Nestle, would pronounce it a lot cooler than you did. A lot cooler than yeah. you did? Jimmy Nestle? Yeah, more like that. More like that? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well, uh, Tim has been on here before when we talked Baby Driver. He's a host of the Fathers of the Grind podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, a pretty all-around good guy, especially when he's eating McDonald's. So goes <laughs> the rumor. That's the rumor, at least. Yeah. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to let you finish your bite of sandwich. So, for anyone who listens to this and wonders, what is Fathers of the Grind? We are not a coffee podcast. We've okay. been asked that before, which Sweet. would be a great name for a coffee podcast. Oh, yeah. I still know what we would talk about. Um, but uh, coffee, I guess. <laughs> coffee <laughs> beans. Yeah. Coffee grinds. Boy, this bean grinders. Yeah, I, I don't know what that would be. But anyway, um, that show is essentially the one of my favorite one of my favorite ways you guys close a show is your most least important thing. Yeah. Our show is basically that. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> So, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all a bunch of really important stuff that nobody's talking that, about. Yeah, it's really important to us. It's very specific to video games and oftentimes our family's in the background doing crazy stuff. We just recorded an episode last night actually that I'm gonna have to edit the video of because my co host Derek's son is walking just completely naked across the back of the screen multiple <laughs> oh, times. No. More nudity. Yes. Yeah, because I mean Goodness. I listen to your show. Yes. And this wouldn't this be is, the first it's time. It's not that the first be... time. Nudity. But this time it was like, I mean, he knew what he was doing. Too. Okay. He's just like he was trying across the back of the screen. He was flaunting it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're going to have to work that black box. I'm going to have to do some editing. Before YouTube deletes your account. Yes. Yeah. Boy, when he gets into <laughs> high school, that might be an issue. Yeah, it, it might. He'll get, he'll He's get still that, pretty young. He'll get but... the nickname Naked Rob or something like that. Yeah. 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 Naked Eli. So anyway, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what our show is about, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about video games and our kids run around naked behind us because we're good dads. So true. <laughs> <laughs> But There's no nudity here. <laughs> no, no nudity, nudity here this morning. No Thank podcast. goodness. Sorry, Tim. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> but we wanted to, to have you on because um, we wanted to talk about video games and that cross-section with movies because that is a troublesome cross-section. It is. There have been a lot of terrible movies made because there were video games that people liked. Somebody had the bright idea that we should make a movie out of this and then proceeded to think... You know what? But we shouldn't really like pay for talent or good screenplay or a cinematographer, or possibly even a director. Let's just do this. Thing. <laughs> let's, I'm let's pretty just sure Uwe Boll's available to direct <laughs> oh, this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Uwe Boll? <laughs> I mean, he made his career really directing these movies yes, based did. on video games. Right? It's funny as I was looking up past video game movies that were made. One that popped up that I had totally forgotten was made was Far Cry. Uwe right. Boll made a Far Cry movie. That, and I just watched a trailer for it last night. I forgot it was made, and it looks like the worst thing ever. Oh. At least some of his movies, at first glance, look like, this might be okay, and then, of course, they never are. Right. terrible. But that one didn't even look like it might be okay. It was really <laughs> low budget. Anyway. But 
what is the deal with this? That's what we want to get into here. Yeah. But yeah. So before we get – we're going to rank. We're going to do a Rank Geeks. We're going to talk about our top five video games that we hope never get ruined mm. with a movie. <laughs> but what, are, what's, what would you say is like the worst one you've seen and why do you think it's so hard to translate these things from the small screen with a control to the big screen? It's a good question. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I can't really think of a – I've only seen one Yui Bowl movie. And so this may have been because he tends to actually take obscure video game titles he, and make them movies. So I'm not even sure if this counts. But the the one Yui Bowl movie that I reviewed was In the Name of the King. Yeah, uh, that, is that a video game? It, it, yeah, it's there's it's a, a dungeon a dungeon uh, siege tale. Dungeon siege. Oh my yeah. goodness, that was horrific. It was a bad movie, yeah. and he had uh, some big names. In it was too. so bad that I bought it <laughs> because oh. I do like. Bad movies. movies. Yeah. Wait, so this wait, showed up on so this, your worst movies list. This yeah. was a good bad movie. In this terms was a, of it's it's fun. How bad it is. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right, no, it, it's really terrible. You have ninjas shooting down from forest tops, and you have sounds amazing. These pickup lines in slave infested mines, and it's it's. Really this is strange. Jason Statham, right? It's got Jason it is. Statham. Burt it's got Reynolds. Ron Perlman, right? Is in there? It, Doesn't is he Ron pop Perlman up at some point? I'm not sure. I think he does. These yeah. are not oh, bad. Yeah, John Reese Davies is in there. Lily Sobieski's in there. I got it right here. Claire Ferlani. and Matthew the bad guy Lillard, Ray Liotta. These yeah, are Ray Liotta was the bad guy, and these he are all was good actors. Yeah, they they were. They spent their entire budget on B list actors. <laughs> it was really terrible. like they're all pretty solid in their own right in yeah. certain roles, but boy. Well, and, it, and just bringing them all together, huh. it was a very surreal experience to watch. Yeah, I mean, you those... see Ray Liotta. He was the best thing in the movie because he overacts. He is huge. He is like Nicolas Cage on some sort of steroid juice or something like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, what about for you, Tim? It's got to be Super Mario Brothers with Bob mm-hmm. Hoskins and John Leguizamo. So classic cinema. So I, classic cinema. I've always loved Mario. To me, it's almost it's like a cartoon Pixar type world in my mind since I was a kid. And then when they put that movie out. It was like a nightmare, especially the way they did. Yoshi looked like a really <laughs> bad version of the Jurassic Park raptor. Yeah. And Dennis Hopper, although you could make an argument that he has a lot of fun with their version of Bowser, it's just bad. Like, it's a really weird telling. It's like Fifth Element and Mario. It was really the wrong time for that movie to be made because, yeah. like, the animation, you know, was still pretty flat right. in in the early 90s. Yeah. And so they decided to go real life. But the real life fantasy movies of the time, when you look at Batman, when you look at all the, like, kind of the 80s into the early 90s, Batman and uh, why am I blanking on the name of the one with puppets? Uh Anyways. Labyrinth? Labyrinth. And all these all these films had this weird kind of, like, grunge, post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. vibe to him, yeah. right? Where, like, everybody was a skater. There were skater punks <laughs> yeah, everywhere. That's right. It's true. They are <laughs> like, how can we get skater punks into Batman? Yeah. It's like Back to the Future, too. They're like, how do we make this future? look like the future? Yeah. Skaters everywhere. Skaters everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I think that when you look back at that age, I mean, what you have, especially with video games, is you have a bunch of, you know, 40, 50-year-old guys who really don't understand this stuff. But they see that it's popular, and right, so right. They, they think they can figure out what makes it so popular, and they totally whiff. You know what's funny you is know? I think that that movie is actually, in the same way that you bought uh, In the Name of the King, a lot of people love that telling of the story because it's so bizarre and it's so weird. A lot of people put it on one of their top video game lists just because it's a very weird snapshot of, of yeah. history, especially like early 90s. History. I'd go the other direction and say it was horrific. And the way they did the Goombas, they're like these giant guys in suits with tiny heads. 
It's awful. It's one of the I worst really things I've really got to see this movie. It's awful. So the one that stands out to me, I don't know if I can officially say it's the worst, but it stands out to me because I was just like, what is this nightmare? Was I had actually not at this point even played Max Payne, mm. uh, but... I had a buddy who was like, let's go see Max Payne. It's got Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this. So we went to the theater, and I was like, what is this nightmare piece of garbage that I'm watching <laughs> right now? There's like weird demons and drugs, and Mark Wahlberg is a terrible actor. And <laughs> <laughs> You watch your mouth. <laughs> and come on, Olga, whatever her name, Olga Kurilenko, she oh. pretty much only does like terrible action movies. And so that should have been my first clue. Right to there. avoid it. So Just was, to avoid it. So what would be the best movie You know, what, honestly, made? the best one I think I've ever seen, um, and, and a lot of people had problems with it for different reasons, but is actually The Prince of Persia uh, mm. that they made with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. Uh, did you see that one, Tim? I did. That's yeah. actually my favorite live-action one, but it's not my favorite overall. Overall. Of course, you have the problem of Jake Gyllenhaal playing a Persian prince right. and then you know having a Persian princess be this red-headed American girl. And There's plenty of casting things they could have done better. Exactly. But it's a very entertaining yes. movie. Alfred Molina plays a surprisingly fun role. Yeah. Again, and it's all very cheesy. Ben Kingsley. It's fun. It's cheesy, but it's it's less cheesy than your standard uh, video game totally movie. Totally agree. And it was actually entertaining. It was a fun kind of summer throwaway experience yeah. that didn't bother me. I wasn't upset. Like, some movies that make me actively upset. When I'm, right. I'm like, this is right. bad. And Prince of Persia did not do that yeah. to me. So you mentioned that it was your favorite live action. Yeah. So what's your favorite? And I know a lot of people wouldn't count this, but I count Wreck-It Ralph as a video game movie. Um, and so that's by far my sure. favorite. Like, it's not even yeah. close. So if that one's disqualified, then I'm right there with you with Prince of Persia. And, yeah, no, that one's yeah. a good example of... Yeah, it, it kind of splits the difference. Typically, when we think video game movies, we think inspired by a specific game. Correct. And Wreck-It Ralph wasn't that, but the way it incorporated video game culture, the way it was literally based inside video games, and incorporated video games that we're used to seeing, and Correct. things like that. I mean, it was inspired by it was inspired by video games. Right. Right. It wasn't inspired by a video game. Right. But it was inspired in general by arcade games specifically. Right. And uh, I loved it. I, we've watched it, who knows, a dozen times as a family over the last couple of years. I'm yeah. really pumped for the sequel. Right. So to me, that's my favorite. If that one doesn't qualify, Prince of Persia is my favorite adaptation. Yeah. 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 What about for you, Paul? Any that stand I don't out? have the uh, wealth of experience that you guys do, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I go back to the Tomb Raider movies. You know, I thought that those were adequate. They were sort of silly. Yeah. But Angelina Jolie is in them. Daniel Craig is in him. I thought that they Gerard were fairly. Butler yeah. Oh, yeah. Was in him before yeah. he got big, literally. <laughs> before three hundred is what you said. Before saying. he got ripped in three hundred. Yeah. yeah. No. I, and I thought that they were they were passable movies. I think that they they carried on the spirit of the video games fairly well. Uh, they brought a little bit more. <laughs> well, and yeah. you know, well, what no, I'm, no, yeah, because the Tomb Raider video games of the time were very different from the Tomb Raider video games Correct. of today. Right. Right. Correct. Exactly. They were silly. You know, Lara Croft had those. Like, I mean, massive, they're ridiculous. Massive pyramids for boobs, and yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It and was velociraptors and t- tyrannosaurus rex and wolves running around in caves yeah. all at the same time. And but it was sort of prime Angelina Jolie time where she was almost a video game herself. You know, she almost felt like that type of character. She was a she solid was cast for that at the time. She really was yeah. because not only did she sort of have that that. Laura Croft vision of womanhood. She brought a little depth to the character in, in, in her own way. Well, and she I brought thought, that. I thought she, you, whoever was in that role needed to be tough and believable as an explorer and as an adventurer. And right. I thought 
She did a at least serviceable job, if not better than that. Yeah, I liked those movies. I remember not. I didn't see them until they were like on. You know, TNT used to do like weekend movies, and they play them like four times over the weekend. Yeah, that's when I watched those. No, these are okay. Yeah, and 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 it is definitely a B movie. It doesn't sound like the Oscar caliber movie that you're talking about, Prince of Persia, has. But (laughs) (laughs) but no. No, By the way, just to be clear, Prince of Persia, not an amazing movie. Not an amazing. I actually, it's not that far above. The Tomb Raider movies, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's kind of in that same. National uh, Treasure. Uh, if Sahara, you go back like, and watch Tomb Raider, it's pretty bad. Is it? It does not hold up. Okay, um, they're also older. Because my t- wife, my wife had a general interest in those movies, and she rewatched one of them recently. I don't remember if it was one or two, and it was like, oh, this is really bad. Yeah. Like, I think uh, you know, if we if we have to be real here, yeah. Angelina Jolie covered up a lot of sins for young adolescent boys. <laughs> we're just going to leave it there. We're that, just going to leave it That may be true. That may be like, true. This is a really passable movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can get by this. probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I do have to say that, that we, we actually own the movies, not because I bought them, because my wife bought them. Huh. But when we watched him with my daughter, my daughter was on perpetual eye roll the entire time. Uh, <laughs> Thought they were just completely ridiculous. See, I so. put them in the same category as non-video game movies, like I just mentioned, like National Treasure, Sahara, like right. those that are. I, I think they're all just fun, but super cheesy, and you let all the realism in the world slide out the window and just enjoy oh, yeah. the movie. You, ha- you have to. So I put it in the same. Door. I put it in the same category because I enjoy those movies at the same to the same degree. Yep, hear that. All right, so with that background, let's start ranking some games and movies like a bunch of geeks. Yep. Welcome inside, Rank Geeks, where we very fine-smelling nerds put Mm. things in numerical (laughs) order. We're we're not smelly, and but we are as nerdy. far as we know. As far as I we mean, know. we're not sitting that. Close I didn't to eat. Other. I didn't eat one of these Altoids that Paul brought in, so maybe I smell. Yeah, it was sort of a hint, Jake. But. All right, so uh, we've we've spent a little time, you know, kind of digging into what has been in the video game movie world, and we know uh, actually coming up appropriately on four twenty of two thousand eighteen, we have Rampage. We do with The Rock. That's right. Which is a movie based on a video game. Yeah. And one with, very, again, very little substance. Correct. Very little substance. George! Although, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> although in some ways, I kind of think that, that the, the video games that have no substance may make better movies. It's very possible. You it know? could be. Yeah, and, that's, and that's, what, that's one thing I thought about as I was putting together my list mm-hmm. of like my top five video games that I hope never get movies. When I finished looking at my list, the common thread was these games have more substance. They're not your asteroids. They're not your right. Uh, you know, duck hunts. Can't wait for the duck hunt movie. That's got to be coming, right? I think it is. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think that not, they really are planning. They're, a duck hunt they're movie. working on a Tetris movie, so why not duck hunt? Right. Yeah. That is, a, will that be is a video game that should not get a movie. It's already being made. I'm sorry to tell you. Oh yeah. my goodness. And <laughs> and the duck hunt movie will, of course, star at least one of the Robertson clan from Duck Dynasty. Of course. Of course. 
The only reason that Tetris, by the way, would be a good movie is if it's actually the story of the Russian guy who created, who created Tetris. Tetris. If it's a, more of a documentary. Yes, then it might be interesting. About how he risked his like life Like a Saving to Mr. Banks style story about the guy who made, <laughs> the guy who made Tetris. Saving and, Mr. Banks. And the creator's sitting there going, I want no music in this game. And then someone on the side is like, dee, 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 dee. That'd be interesting. No yeah. colors! Yeah. <laughs> Must be all gray! <laughs> And they must all be the same shape. But then over the course of the movie, he's convinced to allow that stuff in yeah. his See, what game. I think would make a great Tetris movie if you combined it with sort of the Helm's Deep scene from The Two Towers. <laughs> you know, where they have this huge wall, and they keep having Those to repair the wall with these. Yeah, they're bringing, and then they, they they're like, bring it down, bring They it have down. this really solid piece, and then it just all vanishes, and the king <laughs> goes, what? They bring one giant piece down the middle, and it just goes, ching, ching, and it's gone. Yeah. yeah that'd yeah. be amazing. And all the orcs rush in. Yeah. That would be... And the, the, yeah, the war we is lost. Movies. We really should. Sauron wins. Why? Why We're do people not trouble. just give us money for these know. ideas? Yeah, these are amazing. <laughs> all right. So, uh, but there are video games. I, I previewed this in the last episode of our show um, that there's an upcoming video game movie that I really don't want to see get turned into a movie. I'm very upset about this. So, uh, who wants to go first here? Who wants to drop you know, in with their number five? I will go first because I am probably the least knowledgeable about video games amongst the three of us. So, mine will probably not be particularly surprising. But, my number five pick would be Civilization. Mm. Sid Meier's Civ. Um, self-explanatory, right? I mean... Well, for I, those the, those that may not have played Civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a, it's a strategy game where you... You're sort of this ruler of this country, right? And it's a real-life country. You can be Gandhi. You can be Lincoln. You can, And essentially, you take... <laughs> Gandhi versus Lincoln. <laughs> Gandhi versus already sounds Lincoln. like a movie. Yeah, I this <laughs> movie is right in itself before yeah, our very true. eyes. That's a good point. But you sort of take uh, your little country and you move it through, what, 5,000 years of history from 3,000 B.C. <laughs> up into the modern day. And, you know, it, you'd eventually win by... Building a rocket. I mean, isn't that essentially and what you do in every? Earth? Yeah, every every single Civ game I think has you building a rocket at the end or whatnot. So, so essentially you're building this civilization, and it's a great game to play. I have loved playing Civilization, but I think that the story of Civ <laughs> is just a little too expansive for a really. That'd be tough game. to fit into a movie. Yeah. yeah, like let's you know, it's it's tough enough to take ten years and shove that into a movie. Yeah, let alone five thousand. It would yeah. be a little bit frenetic. I yeah. think, but Gandhi, Gandhi versus Lincoln. But didn't that would be pretty cool? Didn't um, didn't our favorite Spaceballs director, whose name Mel Brooks, he already made this movie, right? History of the World, History part, of the World, uh, Part, part one. one. Too bad your movie's it's, already made. It's good to be the king. <laughs> yeah. Which I will say, once I watched that, finally, when I went through my Mel Brooks phase as a adolescent. I was like, where's History of the World Part One or Part Two? I was very disappointed that there was never a History of the World Part Two. So it maybe tease. it was too ambitious. Yeah. Maybe it was too ambitious. Yeah, exactly. The thing about those strategy games is the story is kind of... Um, except for... There's, there's exceptions. There's uh, games like Warcraft, which became really popular because of the story, on top of the strategic stuff you're doing. A lot of the city-building ones, there is no story because you building the city is kind of your own story. Right, So exactly. even though you maybe you aren't telling a narrative in your head as you're playing, that's the story, that's the experience. And so they'd have to craft something... Out of nowhere. I mean, not that different from something like Tetris, where the gameplay is what you're experiencing, and now we're just going to force-feed you a story on top of that. I'm with you. That would be 
not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet Paul does make up his own narratives as he goes. Like, as he's building his civilizations, he's he's giving everybody names. You do not know the level <laughs> of my nerddom when it comes to this. I bet he's got an entire <laughs> yeah. notebook filled up with oh you know, my his goodness. favorite families that he's murdered. <laughs> All powerful, not so benevolent God. <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, uh, so I have. A, I'm just changing my list here as we're talking. I, I, I Do you want have. Me to go then? No, no, I'm good. Right. I'm good. I have. I had a a lot of games that have really strong narratives that I put on there. That no, don't don't tell this story in movie format because it's already in fine format as it is. But then I thought of other games. As you said, Civilization. I was like, two more games popped to mind that I was like, no, I because of the popularity of these. These could be made into movies, and I'd be much more devastated to see them than some of the others. So, um, so I'm going to pick for my first one, number five. I'm going to say Borderlands. 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 Oh, interesting. Which is a, I think it's got a really fascinating video game world. It's very violent, very kind of um, uh, steampunk cartoon violent. Um, but it is, it's got a story, not an amazing story, uh, but it's got a story to it. And I just, I'm afraid if it makes it to the big screen, they would make it really bad. I'm talking like Waterworld or Postman type. Post Waterworld was a great movie. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> um, it wasn't horrible, but it definitely wasn't great. Uh, but it, I'm afraid it would be like that, where the characters in the video game that are kind of fun and funny and wacky would become super annoying Gloomy and hard to watch on the screen. And, yeah. So, and also it's a first person game. And you really are you're picking a class of character. Your character doesn't really... Have, so they'd have to, again, create a hero out of nowhere. And I'm afraid it would be like, all right, Mark Wahlberg, you're traveling into... And they'd have to give him a backstory. I just feel like it would be a really bad move. Well, and, it, it has yeah. such a unique art style that it's... Yeah. If you tried to turn it into a live-action movie, right. something about Borderlands... You know, a lot of the charm of Borderlands is in its unique... Absolutely. Art style. It Absolutely. wasn't my favorite. Like, I, I I could never get into Borderlands. I didn't really vibe yeah. with that art style. That kind of, what, what would you call it? It's like cel-shaded. Cel-shaded, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, once you start to take that and try to morph that into a live-action environment, yep. it could be it could be rough. That's actually one point that I forgot to say. I'm totally with you. The visuals would, I'm guessing, be disappointing. Yeah. It would probably look like a bad Mad Max ripoff <laughs> when they were all said and done. So. Yeah. I hope they don't make a Borderlands uh, movie, although I've heard that the company that makes these games is getting ready to launch Borderlands 3, which would be a major announcement. It wouldn't surprise me if a conversation behind the scenes is happening, do we turn this into a movie? Because yeah. the games are successful, and that's usually what they look for. Like, how many how many sales do you have of this game? All right, right. let's make exactly. a movie of this right. thing. Right, yeah. so. We've got to capitalize on these nerds. Yeah, so that's my number five. All right, for me at number five is actually the, the very first video game, not the very first video game that I ever played, but the first video game that, like, convinced me that video games were going in a new direction even though I was coming to the game late and could be really awesome and that's God of War. Content caveat. <laughs> God of War games are insane. Like blood everywhere, you know, weird ancient Greek nude uh, minotaurs trying to murder you. Sounds like a great movie. <laughs> like mini games where Sounds you like a great have movie. Uh, you know, sex off screen to mm. to gain experience points as one does in real life. As one does <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I played through God of War before I kind of got back into this whole mindset of, hey, maybe I should be a little bit more careful about yeah. what I'm playing around my my brain. But um, but there, but the what makes those games really stick is the way they kind of 
put a new spin on Greek mythology right. and the way you are, like the, the backstory for your main character, Kratos, who, you know, was power hungry and then, you know, lost his family and now has a vengeful quest against the gods. And then the way that they just create these insane hellscapes mm. of a mythological yeah. world and yeah. the sheer scale of the God of War games where you're, where you're fighting your way up a titan. That's bigger than mountains. I mean, there's there's the epic scale to the God of War games is really the the probably the most compelling thing about them. Absolutely. And and having seen Hollywood try to do this a couple of times, um, there was a movie a couple years ago uh, where what was it? Oh my gosh, why am I forgetting it? Not three hundred. Um, Guys, my brain is blanking this morning. But where they try to tell – it was a very similar thing where it's the gods. Um, Did it have Henry Cavill? Oh, yeah, Cavill? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The one with Henry remember. Cavill? The, I reviewed yeah, yeah. it, but Henry I can't Henry Cavill remember. was in it. Yeah. And, you know, it was a very forgettable movie. Right. So, like, and the whole, prop, like, the whole plot of it was, again, this – there's this human trying to contend with the gods and it's supposed to be this big epic movie and it felt very um, – it felt very small mm-hmm. and it felt very contained. And I think uh, when I think of what not that movies can struggle to show that kind of scale, you know, even Lord of the Rings, um, which is probably, in my opinion, the best fantasy movie of all time that had a really big scale. Uh, it took three three hour movies to give you a sense of that scale. You couldn't condense that down into one. Immortals. Immortals, and yep, that is actually a pretty good comparison to yeah. the God of War series. I yeah, guess. some yeah. very some some um, interesting similarities between those two, yeah. and and again, when you get to that fantasy world, you can do something different with the art style in a video game than I think you can do with live action for the same but like for di- like budgetary reasons. Yeah. If you have to get that much CG, it starts to look really fake, right. and I. I I really don't want to see them try to do it. Plus, that movie would have to be X-rated to yeah. keep up with the video game. Unless they make some pretty big creative changes to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because as you talk about this, one of the things that I haven't played either Borderlands. I, I actually think I've played both Borderlands and God of War for about five minutes each. <laughs> and it, it's interesting because my reaction to both of those selections would be, those seems like they would be great movies because they have such a such a rooted or or a rooted world. They have such a visual impact, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it feels like they have potential to make a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's interesting. Just my reaction to that. I think maybe it's the less invested you are with those particular games, the more likely you would be to see a movie based right. on those games. It, it could be. Well, could it, be. it's not that there's not potential there. It's just. I guess some of this we have to say when we talk about it is some of this is a jaded coming from a jaded perspective yeah. that we've seen it done poorly so many times yeah. that yeah when you're invested in something yeah. the older you get the it's like when I was a kid there was a time period where I thought it would be great if there was a Calvin and Hobbes TV show and oh yeah 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 the the older I've gotten the more I'm like I am so glad yeah no you want that Calvin Waters and Hobbes never did that Agreed. I want right. Calvin and Hobbes to exist Agreed. as he is he was perfect for that medium which is yeah. why a lot of people who loved the Garfield comic strip hated that it became a show that it became a movie right. and yeah it kind of ruined it because he yeah because he decided to pimp it out for the bucks and, and and it is a jaded view of this you're right like from some from from the perspective of someone who hasn't played these games and doesn't really love the series. I could see it being like, why not? That could be a decent movie. But we've seen, I've seen series like I was looking through my list here. Uh, of course, I didn't love the Tomb Raider movies, but Mortal Kombat, 
remember playing that game when I was a kid. Those movies were terrible. Awful. Yeah. Uh, Doom. I always thought that was a cool kind of horror space series, and that was one of the worst movies ever made. Um, Warcraft, of course, which right. we saw last year. Not good. Assassin's Creed. Not one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but certainly was a disappointment for someone who loves that series. So yeah. when I see a world that I do feel invested in, and when the next installment of the game comes out, I want it like day one because I want to experience it, and I love that whole story, that whole through line. And when they ruin it with the movie, it can kind of sour the experience a little bit. That's why I pretend like The Matrix 2 and 3 never happened. Yeah, yeah no, just there's a lot it. of... When you get into entertainment, you have to pretend a lot. Yeah. Because there's always exactly. these really terrible things that ruin your favorite series. So that was my... That's the reason why I picked my, my number five. As you hear the rest of my uh, picks, it's mostly because I think they would make bad movies. Yeah. Jim uh, Carrey got a war. I think that <laughs> oh, he he's got the beard for it right now. By the way, if we did if you did have to cast Kratos for God of War, who would you cast? Oh man. I already know who I would pick. Who would you cast? I'd pick Jamon Hinsu. Jamon Hinsu? I don't know how to say his name properly. Sure. We'll From Blood Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Uh he's in Gladiator. He's in tons of stuff. You know who's got a better voice for it though is um my brain is not working today. It's uh, Capote. If no. you say uh, David Bautista, I'll no, smack no, 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 no. Okay. From I mean, from my goodness, guys, I'll come back to it. Okay, I'll come back to it. Vin Diesel, friends. because despite the fact that some of these uh, some of these would make bad movies, there are times when I wonder, like, who would play that role, though? You know? Yeah. No, I, so. I think it's a natural question. Yeah. All right, my number Idris four. Idris Elba. Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. Okay, he'd be an interesting cast for that. Yeah. He's big, he's jacked, but and again, he's got the voice for it. After Dark Tower, he's proven that he can do really bad movies. He can. Yeah. yeah. No, he and I, I think that, yeah, Idris Elba is way too good for that sort of thing. <laughs> um, right, number, number four for me. A movie I don't even know if you guys would have heard about this, but Death Race. Death oh. Race. Sure. Yeah, so back when I was a kid, back in video games infancy, this was the first video game that we were told never ever to play or watch or even look at as you walked by, you know, the arcade. So naturally. Yeah, so Death Race is just a racing so game. You went after it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, my parents were always there. Wait, so did they make this into a yeah, movie? Yeah, I thought this was a movie. Oh, no, you're kidding like me. Death it should not have been a movie. We stay them, too. Oh, you're lying. Yeah, so, no, it came out in 2008. Okay, so... Same just, year as Dungeon Seeds, probably. Just to, yeah, just, <laughs> just to recap... He's like, I'm just going to make terrible movies and ruin people's childhoods. So, just to let you but know... But tell us about the video game, because yeah, I didn't yeah. know about the video game. Yeah, so the, from what I understand, and this is all just rumor, because, of course, I've never played it, because yeah. my parents never would have let me, but essentially, you're it's a driving video game, right? Yeah. So it's a racing video game, only the main point is to hit a bunch of pedestrians. <laughs> oh, You know, oh. you score points... You score points for hitting pedestrians. Oh, my. Yeah. I assumed it was like Twisted Metal where you're blowing up other racers. No. Oh. No. You that's were actually, not that bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, the original Death Race was you were actually driving around. So it was like Grand Theft Auto. To, yeah. Except you couldn't get out of the car. It's like except you're it locked even in the worse, car. You know? I mean, well, it's, yeah. it's worse because in Grand Theft Auto you can do that, which is awful, but that's not the you point of the game. Points. Exactly. This is the point of the game. You oh, actually score points wow. for, by hitting pedestrians. And so okay. that made it a really controversial game. And I don't know how Jason Statham is doing Death Race. And Did you, either of you see this movie? I didn't no. see it, but I remember seeing trailers for it. I uh, didn't know it was based on a game, I'll be honest with you. I I, I'd be curious now to see if it is. Um, because it just has Because your name. description of it, yeah, maybe it just has the same name but it is he's this race car driver who gets framed for murder that he didn't commit of course (laughs) and gets thrown in this prison it's a problem we all have but then gets a chance at freedom when the warden says compete in this death race 
or stay oh, so it's in jail like running forever. man with cars. Yeah, and so he's got a See, that's a movie. He's I got a see. car with flamethrowers and grenade launchers and he's got to survive the gauntlet. So Interesting. So maybe maybe not based on that. Maybe yeah, just so maybe just titled the same thing. Anyway, or maybe my, they're like, "You know what? It's 2008. We can't make a movie about a guy that just runs people over for no reason." Yeah. So let's make Let's, let's have him a run over Criminals. Yeah. People love when we just run over yeah, criminals. It, it, it could be, and it could be that that death race just has just sort of faded from the public consciousness enough yeah. where they thought, let's just use the name. But <laughs> if my understanding of the video game, I would not want to see a movie based Fair on. Enough. It. I yeah, would be I can't marking imagine that being yeah. very compelling. Yeah, I would be marking. Sounds like a Uwe Boll movie, actually. It, it does. Oh, well, <laughs> I would. I would see that movie. Actually, <laughs> you're like change my mind. It's off the list. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, I just recently watched last year's King Kong movie, The Skull Island. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a pretty solid movie. As far as monster movies go, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was better than the Peter Jackson one. And Oh, was, hush yourself. It was better than the Peter Jackson one. Really? The yeah. Peter Jackson one, unfortunately, is bloated and slow. Well, so is King Kong. And no, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, King I Kong mean, is not bloated and slow. Well, he's, he's not slow, but he's fast. He can be a little... He can look a little chunky. He can look a little chunky. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So... I enjoyed it. I did it. I enjoyed both King Kong movies, and uh, the reason I bring those up is because I'm afraid that someday they'll try to make a Donkey Kong movie, and <laughs> and I think King Kong lends itself to be a scary, and yet at some point he's kind of humanized. You kind of see it. There's an eye contact with main characters. It happens in all the King Kong movies where right. you see that he's kind of the hero, even though he's an out of control monster at times. With Donkey Kong, I don't know how they would do this without it being. If it's by the way, I'm assuming these are not animated. You're assuming could, yeah, you don't want to see a live action. Right, right. Live this action. is live action. Right, because if they made an animated Donkey Kong, who cares? Because it already kind of is like a cartoon these days. But if they tried to bring Donkey Kong to real life, and now it's got some kind of Looney Tunes vibe where he's a cartoon in a real world or whatever they try to do, like I would be pretty annoyed by that. So I, I have no interest in seeing Donkey Kong brought to the big screen. Uh, I think he's fun to play. I love the Donkey Kong Country games. I love. Yeah. I even love the old school arcade where you're... He wasn't called Mario then, but you were like the little jumper, the plumber, man. Yeah. little jumper man, just trying to jump over oh, the barrels yeah. on your way up to Donkey Kong. Yeah, you know. So you know the the way that I think Donkey Kong could work is if it was a metaphor for the Me Too movement. You know? oh. where you have like okay. Donkey Kong. Hey, Jake, could pause be... this recording. You're gonna get in big <laughs> trouble. <laughs> you, know, you could have yeah, you could have Donkey Kong played by Kevin Spacey or something. Takes the woman. And so you have <laughs> these people just chasing after him, trying to get him, right? Or uh-huh. maybe Woody Allen would be Donkey Kong. I don't know. Oh I don't know. Gracious. <laughs> or Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. 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 Maybe more appropriate. See, you could have... Well, now I kind of want to see that movie. But I, I, no, I think it would be a really bad movie. And uh, again, even if they did like a CG thing, even if you got like Andy Serkis to come in and, and do the performance. <laughs> and be Donkey Kong. Yeah. And have more of a goofy take on you know the roles yeah. that he normally does. Well, they're so outlandish. Like like Mario. Yeah. It's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It, there's there's no reality to it that when you try, even when you try to make a ridiculous live action movie, right. it's just going to be weird. Because it's going to be weird. If yeah. It's, if it's Scooby Doo car- couldn't even do it. If it's a full on cartoon and they can and they can talk and it's really about what most of the games are about, which is hey they came and stole all my bananas and now I got to go get them back. That could be a funny little kid's cartoon. Who cares? But if they tried to turn it into live action, they'd probably try to make him like a real gorilla and put a tie on him at some point. Well, even in a cartoon, it would be really bad. Yeah, even when you try to put a story to it, it's tough because we saw it with the Angry Birds movie. They tried to put a story to that. It was like, this just doesn't. No. This just doesn't. It didn't work. work as a story. But again, because it was a cartoon, it had enough funny moments that I didn't hate the Angry Birds movie. I just oh, didn't love it. I did not like it I thought it, it had enough funny moments. But uh, anyway, that's, right. my, that's my number four. Number four for me, 
is Portal. 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 Fun. I just kicked that one off my list. You just kicked it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, that's it's got that narrative bent to it, and it could be a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had in that game. Yeah. But again, where it's the type of thing that works a lot. You get you uh, you get away with different things when you tell a plot in a video game where you're acting right. things out. Yes. Right? right. And where you're yes. where you're actually puzzling things out right. that I just don't think you can get away with in a movie. That, totally agree. Because it's so puzzle based yeah. that. I don't know how you could effectively communicate that in a movie right. without either taking way too long and being like, I didn't want to come watch a puzzle movie right. or um, or like rushing through it so that there's really nothing except a wisecracking robot sidekick. Right. And so yeah. I think it's one of those concepts that works because of the nature of the right. medium of video games. Yeah. No, I think it, it's interesting that you say that because actually my wife and I were talking about Portal this morning. And how we thought it would make a pretty good movie, <laughs> but the, but the thing is, I think that that for a movie like Portal to work, you almost have to you have to take sort of the underpinnings of the video game, sort of sort of leverage those yeah. into a movie that feels almost completely different. I mean, because yeah. you're absolutely right. right. Yeah. the The appeal of Portal is is the puzzles, trying to figure things out, and in some ways, the characterizations are already so rich in those Portal games that that the games themselves stand alone. I could see them pulling off the character of GLaDOS yeah. in a movie. It's not that you couldn't insert that character into But a most movie of the moments in that game that made me laugh out loud or kind of smile was because I did something and the character of GLaDOS responded right. to it. And I really felt like it was me yeah. talking with GLaDOS or her taunting me. You know, like she would always tease me that like around the next corner will be the birthday cake or my parents or whatever else. And like, oh, never mind. Your parents don't love you. Like the way that she would always taunt always made me laugh and I feel like in a movie setting it could either come across as cruel or depending on how they set up the main character which by the way there really isn't one you can see your reflection sometimes but all you know is that you're some female character who wakes up trapped in some yeah. place Yeah. and so they'd have to again same thing with Borderlands you have to create this main character and from what I've seen from video game movies I'm looking at you Doom they don't know how to do that effectively in a movie and it it sets the movie off on the wrong foot from the start. Yeah. No, I, I hear all that. And, yeah. and, and the thing about... One of the things about, about video games that we may sort of find as we go along here is the better the video game, the less we want to see a movie yeah. based on it. And I think, I think Portal games... It, let me be honest. My brain does not work where I can play Portal very effectively. Mm. <laughs> I am a terrible Portal player. But it, the fun is the really, physics puzzles, right? Yeah, and yeah exactly. That, you can translate that to a big screen. I just don't think it would be nearly as satisfying or as aha right. well, as what makes those games classic. Well, yeah, right. and I, I think that I think that the Portal I think games you rob it of its richness. Exactly. I think that I think that those Portal games are just brilliant games. They're like if brilliant. I watched in a movie, someone create a hole in the floor and then up high in the wall and realize if you jump in the hole, then you come out there and then you keep getting momentum and then you can make the leap that you were trying to make, that'd not be a fun movie scene. Right, that's, that's a that's a movie scene that you could translate in 30 seconds, whereas in the right. game it took you figuring this out and right. figuring that right. out and there's a satisfaction that comes yeah. from, from figuring it out yourself. That being said, the interplay in Portal 2 between Wheatley, voiced by Stephen Merchant, and GLaDOS is fantastic. Then those kind of things could be pretty easily recreated on yeah. screen, and everyone yeah. could enjoy. It. No, so there, here, there's moments that I think would work as an overall movie. I would not. Want yeah, to no. See. And, and here's the thing: I think that when I think about Portal, I think that that the game would have to stand alone. I think that that a movie based on Portal would be could be a very entertaining movie, 
but it would be sort of like you know how people hate to watch movies based on books when they take license with the books. A Portal movie would have to take huge license, and mm-hmm. for people who really are invested in the game, they probably wouldn't like it. Tell a brand new story. Yeah, exactly. S- similar concept. But use the use yeah. exactly the physics of the game. I think that. That could really translate well onto the screen. But again, as a big Portal fan, and I, I love both Portal games, um, I would still, if, if I saw that, I think I'd get that pit and then feeling my, in the bottom of my stomach, like, really? You're going to ruin that? So yeah, I'm with you. And I could also say this is, I've never played through either of them all the way. I've only mm. I've only gotten bits and pieces. So I don't have a, like a love for it. I just I can't see... If you haven't, then you need to. If you haven't yet, you need to watch the YouTube video of the final credits of Portal One. Yeah, because Glados sings you a song after you destroy her, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's one of the funniest things ever. No, that's great. All right, number three, Paul. Number three for me, Pong. Pong, because mm. <laughs> that would basically just be every tennis Good movie ever made. Yeah, yeah. Ever made. Pong. I think. What else do we need to say? You know, same really. as Tetris. It would make an interesting documentary style. The guy right. who made Pong, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's about no, it. exactly. Yeah. As he's sweating in his garage, <laughs> like, how do I make it go up? <laughs> well, I mean, some of my favorite, some of my favorite documentaries are video game documentaries. Atari Game Over, yeah, Indie yeah. Game, the movie. These are fascinating. No, and, and the video game history is really fascinating is. to me, actually, yeah. because it's such a, you know, we just came out of the wild west of video games, and so you have some really fascinating stories. The only, the only version of Pong that I'd want to see, like the game Pong translated, <laughs> is if maybe Terrence Malick directed it. Maybe there would be some oh depth gosh. or some <laughs> interest in that. He could really play with the black and the. And the white, exactly, and the rectangle and the circle. There's a lot. You'd there's a lot Sean of metaphors. Penn, he would there. just put a face yeah. on each of them. They're staring at each other. <laughs> they stare at each other the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. And then, like one shifts a little bit to the right, yeah. and the other one shifts a little bit to the left to adjust for the angle of the ball bouncing yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have you'd have Christian Bale and Sean Penn as the paddles, <laughs> and and they and would the just ball sort of is, say, "Is the intensity I of the in stare?" This place in my life where things hit off my face. <laughs> It would, it, it, would be, be, it could be really deep. Well, it'd be like when in, in that movie Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead where they play that verbal like badminton game. It'd be like that, except artistic instead of funny and yeah. clever. Even with those ideas, which make us laugh, there's no good way <laughs> to make it. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just bad. Like, now that I'm hearing your... T- well, De- Death Race, not as much, but Pong, that's a great pick for this list because... I don't think you can make a version of that that would in any way represent the game and be a good movie. No. And the two that I've picked so far, Borderlands and, and uh, what was the second one I picked? Did I get to my... Oh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. You could technically make an argument there's a way to make to translate that and represent the game and maybe make a good movie. Pong, I don't think there's any way. No way. I think that's a great pick. All right. You're up. Uh, again, this is live action because I think as a cartoon it probably already has worked. Uh, that's Minecraft. Minecraft. Like, what What would you do to make Minecraft a live-action movie? I mean, unless it's going to be Tron-style, where some kid gets sucked into the video game world, maybe I could see them doing he gets that. To, like, build and he has stuff. to build something to help them defeat whatever to get back to his world. I could see them doing that. I just don't see it being a good movie. Could whatsoever. you see it being sort because of like a Lego movie type of movie? Then it would be great. And again, animated, <clears throat> I think it could be good. My kids and I were playing through Minecraft story mode. From Telltale Games. And they do a great job of telling a story. Very minimal gameplay where you just have to hit a button in a real-time sequence. There's really not much to do gameplay-wise. It's mostly these little clever stories. And Minecraft Story Mode is a fun little game. Is that with Patton Oswalt? Yeah, he's yeah. the main. He's the lead character. Yeah, Very clever, uh, very well voice acted, very silly. But it's a cartoon. 
So again, if we're talking live action adaptations, I would fear a Minecraft. Adaptation. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> fear. I think, I think even animated. You'd, like now with the Lego Movie, the Lego Movie did something where we're like, oh, the the power of Legos is that it's an individual experience. You build all this crazy stuff, and your brain just makes stuff. And but then there's a few Type A people that like to make only the instructions. And you're like, how does that make a movie? And they really played around with the imagination and the world building. And so I almost wonder at this point, even if they made an animated Minecraft, it would be hard for them to avoid. Like some of those things yeah, that now it, there, we, there would be some there would be some tropes right that you could rely on, movie, but yeah. it would feel very similar. Yeah, interestingly so, enough, I, that's one I added to my list after I kind of confirmed with you guys. If we're ruling out animated, because I think an animated Minecraft movie would probably be clever and charming, because it already has been done with, with again Minecraft story mode. I just a live action adaptation. Other than the little twist they do in Lego Movie, right, right. at the end where there's a live-action element. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> there is a live-action element to it, but to me, I still don't consider the Lego Movie a live-action no, movie, yeah. right? No. So, yeah, I, I would put it more in that category. If you're going to animate it, it's not on my top five, don't make right. it. But if it's live-action, <laughs> get it out of there. We don't want to see a bunch like, well, how, yeah, how would you even do that with that art style? Like. <laughs> Just, yeah. just like cube people's actors' heads and yeah. shoulders. And I, it would probably be a combination of computer-generated animation effects and some sort of real actor on screen. Yeah. And Daniel Day-Lewis is going to come out <laughs> for Minecraft. For Minecraft, Daniel Day-Lewis is Minecraft. <laughs> oh my gosh! He's the same character from There Will Be Blood. He's just in Minecraft. I would so pay to see that movie. <laughs> I drink your milk block. I drink it up. <laughs> I just wanted to give Jake an opportunity to do that. That was, that was a good setup. Yeah. Impersonation. Uh, all right, number three for me. I don't know if you guys ever played this. This one's probably the most. It's definitely the most obscure on my list, and it's a uh, Sega Genesis game called Tinhead. Oh sure. Tinhead yeah. was oh, a I've platforming game, and you were this little robot who just mm-hmm. ran around, and you could jump, and you could shoot metal pellets out of your skull. Like the top of your head would lift up, and pellets would shoot out. And that was about the extent of... Yeah, that sounds like my working day. I just jump, <laughs> things shoot out of my brain. And metal pellets shoot out of Paul's skull. And uh, Sounds like a great movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they did make that movie uh, Nine a couple of years yeah, ago yeah, yeah, that yeah, with yeah. Elijah Wood. That was that post-apocalyptic yeah. and all these Which was great. I actually dolls. really liked really good. that movie. Good, yeah. good movie. That's about the only place where you could insert a character like yeah. this where it's a little robot yeah. whose who's little flap on his head pops up and he shoots a metal ball out and that's the extent of his and he skills. would fit in the world yeah. Yeah. and he would fit in that right. world is like this is a weird little character let's just throw like this was a guy I sketched on my napkin let's throw him in yeah. for a cameo but to get his own movie but it was a in spite of that weird premise it really worked as a platformer it was a fun little game you know those limitations can sure. lend themselves to some fun puzzle elements but once you take that and try to like give him depth like it's a Pinocchio story you know like yeah. I'm a real boy yeah. I don't know yeah. Yeah. well it could be a, a political metaphor you know <laughs> I forgot about that game completely when you first described it I was having trouble picturing it but now I can picture it I was for some reason seeing that new game Cuphead that came out oh, last yeah. year for the Xbox One which by the way beautiful game I don't know if you've seen Cuphead no, at all no it's like that old school um old old Disney art style it's hard oh, to describe cool. it but it and like waiting in for Steamboat Willie to pop Cuphead. out okay. it's an Xbox One game and I think it's on PC as well but it is uh, the animation is gorgeous the game is super hard like I only got through a few levels before I called it quits it's, it's a super tough game but boy is it beautiful so I was picturing that but that's not right. at all what no, Tinhead no. was yeah 
Yeah. Different game. All right, Paul. All right, here we go. Number two. Number two. Smash Bros. Uh, all right. Yeah, I just <laughs> that I would just essentially be like uh, the movies that Stallone made. The Expendables. Yeah, the Expendables. The Expendables. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's already been <laughs> they made. Already a movie. made it. <laughs> it was like Stallone that's was awesome. like he was sitting at home. His grandkids are are like Grandpa, Grandpa. Yeah. Have you played Super Smash Bros? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me see the Smash Bros. See, I I was like, I get Arnold and I get John Claude <laughs> and I get Jet and we just we just. We smack each other around. <laughs> that would be hilarious, like a Smash Bros. <laughs> Expendables mashup. Where that was already uh, what Jean Claude Van Damme is <laughs> Princess Peach. Oh, oh there you go. Who would be okay. Pikachu? Hey, I just don't. Jean Claude's already been in a video game movie, and he was Guile in Street Fighter. Oh. No, Jean I think Claude Sigourney Weaver would hey, be Princess Peach. So this this show has already been canceled, but I'm going to just toss this out. This has this show has a lot of problems, but. It's super funny if you like those old 80s action movies. Um, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. I've, yeah, I've heard it's funny. It's I've seen it pop funny. up on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I'm like, should I watch this? Yeah, yeah. I yeah lots, of, lots of cussing. Lots of, but it, in terms of, since I sort of grew up with Jean-Claude Van Damme being like a really <laughs> cool guy, yeah. to see him sort of take off on that own persona as a really old guy now, yeah. it, it was pretty. Were you allowed to say his name as a child, or was it considered cur- cur- cursing? Jean-Claude Van Darn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jean-Claude Van Dang. <laughs> That's fantastic. Jean-Claude Van Bleep. Yeah. Um, right. With your Smash Bros, I mean, again, a lot of this is... We're trying to inject what we think Hollywood would do with these movies. Right, right, right. And what I think Hollywood would do with Smash Brothers would be a travesty. And I'm oh. 100% <laughs> with you. It would, be, yeah. it would be a hot mess. Which, by the way, if anyone listening happens to not know what you're talking about, it's all Nintendo characters, plus a few others at times, right, right. thrown into a two-dimensional fighting space. And the whole point is to... Murder you're essentially each fighting other. each other. It's a very cartoon-style yeah. battle. It's not... Like bloody violent. No, but no, no. Lots of punching, hitting, special attacks, knock each other off the level. That's yeah. essentially what right. the whole goal yeah. is. Very fun multiplayer game back in the day that I used to play with my buddies. Oh, it's but a blast to play. It would, well, it's a, it's sort of one of those party games, right? It's a party game, 100%. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be good at video games even to play it and laugh and have fun. Well, that, may, a, that may be why I'm so bad at it. Because <laughs> maybe. Because you have fun. I, I'm really terrible at that game. Yeah. So, anyway. But, yeah, that would be... I would watch. watch it if you got all the Expendables cast. No, <laughs> I totally would too. And too, call yeah. each of them Princess Peach. You know or, what? Or if they actually brought back the actors who have Toad. played video game characters in bad movie adaptations, they all go. come back. Like they had Bob, well, Bob oh. Hoskins. But John Leguizamo could John come Leguizamo, back. Yeah. Uh, and Dennis, yeah. Dennis Hopper could be in there. Statham. Oh, no, Dennis Hopper's going to. <laughs> He's talking about all the dead people. <laughs> yeah, all the but dead actors. But who's the Mortal Kombat guy? Jason was... Statham. And no, who was that guy? Sorry, I don't know. Christopher Lambert? Yeah, Christopher Lambert. He could be in there. So... Just now that'd be interesting because maybe. now you've got a mixture of all these horrible movies and and they, and they know it then that'd be one thing but no if they actually tried to adapt this into even a comedy or adventure it'd be awful it'd be terrible it'd be a bad alright number, right, number two, two for you Tim number two for me sorry my list went down give me a second <laughs> uh, we'll just oh, give you one number two for me and I feel like this definitely could get made if EA releases the fifth iteration of this game <laughs> Uh, the Sims. The Sims. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I could totally see them making a movie adaptation of The Sims, where it would be who knows if it'd be like a Stepford Wives take on the, like who knows what it would be. <laughs> that could be pretty interesting. It, it, yeah. it could be the idea of you controlling, or maybe one of those things. Or where, wait, isn't that the Truman Show? Or more like the Truman Show, maybe <laughs> where there's someone controlling you, and yeah. the Sims all somehow band together to like break out of control of the person or whatever. Or isn't it, that the plot of every episode or every season of Celebrity Big Brother? We just let's just throw these people in a house and like see what happens. Do weird stuff. Yeah. 
So I, I feel like Hollywood would take that and turn it into a it'd really be kind of gross, voyeuristic. It'd be a really gross yeah. movie, I think. Now, they might try to make it lighthearted. Again, I think it'd be one of those things where the characters become... That'd almost be worse, too. Where the characters are being controlled... Are become self-aware yeah. and somehow band together to trick and escape and what it would probably be something like that and I would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the worst. So I can't. I, that's the only scenario I can imagine them trying. I'm sure there's others. I think The Sims would make an awful. See, movie. I've never played The Sims. I, I, I never really got the appeal to it. <laughs> yeah. To be quite honest, you, I mean, it Mr. Just sounds Sim, like, it's essentially like if yeah, well, you <laughs> zoomed into you one of the houses people. for civilization, yeah. and that was the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't it's, feel like it has a lot. You know, you know what it <laughs> you know. is? It's uh, it's the idea of playing pretend as a kid brought to life. Yeah. Then you control mm-hmm. it. So everything doing from super weird that's, stuff. That's why them. it's got a, a, a huge audience of females, specifically the idea of playing house. But even even for guys, there's an appeal to getting a great job, making a lot of money, and upgrading <laughs> your house. Everyone likes that. Yeah, well, that's it's true. Like, it's like Second Life. No, and, and actually, I have to say that, that in Skyrim, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, build my little house. You know? <laughs> and and upgrading it, right? You got your, yeah, you got your greenhouse. You got your little storage place. Exactly. You collect books for your yep. library. Yep. That's, like, like, totally my life. Yeah. The NPCs are coming in like, hey, you know, there's, like, a dragon yeah. over here that we ha- is going to burn our town down. If You're you like, don't go hang fight. on. You're like, hold on. I got to go. I got to alphabetize my, my books. I've got some decorating I, to do. <laughs> I do alphabetize my books in Skyrim. What? I, I really do. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, we just turned a dark corner. You need, to, you need to stop <laughs> criticizing the Sims gamers, yeah. then, Paul. Yeah. yeah. You have this entire world with trolls and, like, yeah. You can go anywhere your eyes can see, or you can alphabetize. <laughs> it's like, no your thanks. Books. I'm going to alphabetize my fake books. <laughs> you need to have all the Baron Zaya books together. Oh my God. I mean, it's essentially like that Mufasa and Simba scene where he's like, everywhere the light touches is yours. He's like, nah. And he just goes back into the cave. <laughs> oh, my word. All right, you're number two, Jake. Oh, I can't. Okay, now I know what my number one is. I don't want to see the Skyrim movie based on Paul's playthrough. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. And that's what it's called. Paul's playthrough of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a really great Twitch channel, though. I bet tons of people would just watch the one dude who's organizing his bunch of Skyrim. It's like, oh, wait, wait, it's 2.30. He usually checks his gardenias. He's not doing it. What's going on? He's slacking today. All right. Number two. For I, me. I, now I really want this to happen. <laughs> Terrible movie, great reality TV yeah. show. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Some people watch like the Falcon Nest, you know, on their <laughs> live streaming and stuff. Nope. We're gonna watch Paul. Paul Look watch. at him in his armor. <laughs> Gotta plant his mushrooms. Okay, okay go ahead. <laughs> Number two for me is Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> mm. Sort of similar, you know, sort of similar to uh to God of War. One, this would be a horrible movie. Like, how do we take this movie yeah. about where you just do awful things? It would the be whole impossible time. for this to be PG thirteen or lighter. It'd be yeah. impossible, and for and, it to still be Grand Theft Auto, right? Right. And again, part of the appeal to the players, as terrible as it's been, is this open world where I can create mayhem. Right. And sorry, we already saw Bruce Almighty, and that was the better version. 
of creating mayhem in an open world setting. I know there's not the same. Wow, movie. I did not connect those two at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird. Nope, Jake's gone off the rails, but we do talk about welcoming purple into our crazy brains. And that was that was. There you go. Yeah, that like, was interesting. Grand Theft Auto, Bruce Almighty. Got sure. it. We're there. No, it's very obviously different and not the same at all. But again, it's one of those games where that. How do you translate that gameplay into a movie that even if you love the Grand Theft Auto games, which I don't, but even if you love the Grand Theft Auto games, <laughs> like how, you lose so you lose that what makes them interesting yeah. to those that love it right. when you right. put it inside a movie. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm just watching a movie about terrible people. Mm. Like it's it's your it's your everyday mob movie, yeah. You no. know, or or semi mob movie or well, whatever. Not yeah. You know what see, I mean? I I do. Except for this one, I would actually be interested in a big screen adaptation because there's there's two entries in the series specifically that I think actually have have proven they've got solid stories, <clears throat> interesting characters that have serious moments and some really goofy, funny. I, I could see them on a big yeah. screen moment. Um, but Grand Theft Auto Vice City has a fascinating, very like neon '80s story to it. Ray Liotta voices the main character, oh, I hate and Ray Liotta. and uh, it is it is a classic '80s mob story, and right. it's a blast to play. Of course, you can do all the normal Grand Theft Auto open world stuff, get the cops all chasing you, and whatever you want right. to do. But the story itself is actually pretty interesting, okay. uh, as far as like mobster movies go. Sure. And I actually thought Grand Theft Auto Five did an interesting job of mixing together three main characters, all very different. Retired mobster who's living a very boring, like house dad life now, and and trying not to be too restless. You've got the the kid who's coming out of a very rough neighborhood and kind of a gangster lifestyle, trying to really make it on his own. Then you've got the absolute maniac, and they're forced to team up for a certain set of heists, right. which to me already sounds like a movie premise. So yeah. I could see it being made into a good movie. I would just give it a very low percentage chance that it would be a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think this is sort of a segue into my number one, actually, because I think when you look at some of these really huge open world games, I think the charm of those movies, or the charm of those games, is that you sort of make up your own story. You can do whatever Agreed. you want with it. That's what makes the games good. I right, agree. exactly. And so when you, when you take one of those open world games and stick it into a two-hour movie... You're going to be losing not just a little. You're going to be losing a lot, and that is Creed. why yeah. one of my very favorite games is my number one game that I don't want to see made into a movie: Skyrim. Skyrim. You just can't translate. I mean, even even I, I would assume that the movie would not have people al- alphabetizing their library, <laughs> but but it should. <laughs> but if it doesn't, I'm going to be disappointed. But I mean, I think that that. Because the world is so broad and so deep, and there's so many things that you can do to it, you're you're only going to be getting. It's almost like a a Cliff Notes version yeah. of Skyrim, and I yeah. think that that's not doing the. I don't think it's doing the game justice, and hmm. so that's why it would be in my. You know, it's one. interesting that both of you say those because I agree with you from the perspective of what makes the games good. Video games is the open aspect to it. Right. You literally feel like you just stepped through a door, like Narnia style, into this world, and now you right. can do whatever you want. It just feels like you're entering a magical place. So I totally agree with that aspect of it. But I think, again, in the right hands, low percentage chance of this happening, you could tell a very fascinating story because the lore of the Elder Scrolls series right. is pretty solid. It's, it's oh, pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's Lord of the Rings style quality, in my opinion, in terms of like the depth of it and, mm-hmm. and the way things are all connected together. You could tell a good story there. Yeah, and you I th- could tell a good heist mobster story, Grand Theft right. Auto. You could tell a good fantasy yeah. 
adventure story in Skyrim. I just don't think the odds are good. Yeah. Well, yeah, because no, in they the would. conceit of this list, it's all right. We're taking this video game and we're making a, vi- a movie based yeah. on the video game. And so when you're coming from that angle, you can't help but compare the mediums and Absolutely. say this medium is yeah. really great. The Absolutely. medium of video game yeah. is really great for telling the story of Skyrim and allowing you to explore it and discover it in a way that you couldn't in a movie. A movie has to walk you through something. A movie has to hold your hand at times. A video game can set you free and there's things that you may never discover and that's actually part of the appeal is like playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild right now. It's actually kind of cool that there's things that I'm probably never going to see in that game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number one for you, Tim. Number one is Legend of Zelda. All right. Um, yeah. I don't think that translates well. The old version, Legend of Zelda. Any of them. Any, any of them. Zelda movie. Okay. So, so just a, couple that, of, a couple years back, that here's a super nerdy moment. A couple yeah. years back, Nintendo released what was supposed to be, here's the official um, like lore guide to Zelda and how they're connected together. Some of them are like dreams. Some are alternate timelines. Some happen before the other. And So anyway, th- I, I would be... There's a few things. The biggest thing is that Link, the main character, your main hero of the Zelda series, doesn't talk. He's mute. He'll say, what? <laughs> you know, he'll, like, he'll kind of do his attack noises and stuff, but otherwise, he doesn't speak. So giving him a voice, to me, as someone who grew up with these games and l- loves all of them, um, I'd feel the same way with Calvin and Hobbes. Right, it's like giving Calvin a voice. So right? if you give, you give Link a voice, all of a sudden his character takes on a new persona, whereas before he's kind of my avatar in that world. Right, right. exactly. And, and that's kind of the same thing with Skyrim. Maybe right. tough. Um, to to create a character because you associate yourself so right. much with, with these games. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Which is why some games I think lend themselves. You could create characters based off the Grand Theft Auto series because you're not Tommy Versetti. You're not. Uh, you're just stepping into their shoes. You're stepping them. into their shoes. Yeah. You're controlling them, but really, they are like all the cutscenes. You're like, wow, that's not me at all. Right. But when you're Link, it's kind of you because you never speak. Right. And there's implied talking at times, but you don't ever really get to hear it. I think that would make. That would kind of ruin the hero of Link to me. Right. This quiet, stoic, determined hero that's in every single game. And I think that would ruin it. I think, again, there's an interesting story to tell there. You, there's lots of interesting takes on the Link, Zelda, Ganon like, uh, battles that happen. Right. And Breath of the Wild has another interesting take on that kind of, uh, you know, with Zelda and Link, how they team up to try to take down Ganon. All the games have an interesting take on that. For a movie, I think it would be really tough for them to successfully have a hero character we care about that doesn't annoy us all, that doesn't distract anyone who's played the game from, wow, that's not who, what he's right, talking about. That's not what Link should be like. Well, yeah, and even even if you tried to make him a silent hero, yeah. you know, to stay true to the video games, that would be a tough, potentially pretty tough thing to carry right. along. You'd have to have a pretty special yeah. actor-director to pull out the nuances. In Again, on screen, when you're using close-ups yeah. and you're using things to, to try to get people to connect with your character... Right in a small window of time the way that you can you know you have a different connection with Link in Breath of the Wild because you're forcing him to climb mountains and he's sweating and he's falling and you're paragliding and you're doing all these things and so you build your connection with him as a character you know through through all these experiences you have with him which you can't do in a movie well that's to me one of the weakest things about uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild which was my favorite game of last year I think one of the best games ever made one of the the weakest parts of it is the voice acting, specifically of the Princess Zelda. Mm-hmm. I think her voice acting is not good. And it actually kind of takes away from what could have been. I think just, again, what they typically do is create some sort of vocalization of her beginning to talk. Right. 
and then it'll have just the text, and then you read it. And that's how it's always been until this game. They finally gave yeah. her a full voice actor. I'm not saying the voice actress did a poor job. I just think it took away from my experience of that game. Now, all of a sudden, Zelda became a character that has no flexibility. Like, that's right. exactly who, that's she, who is. Yeah. she is. Paradoxically, and it takes you out of the story. It did. Weirdly enough, it yeah. did. And I think the movie would do that tenfold. Yeah. So, yeah. So from that to my number one, which was teased on the last episode of the show, very, very different problem that I have with this becoming a movie, and that is the Uncharted series. I, for those of you that haven't played the Uncharted series, there's uh, been technically five games now. Yeah. Uncharted 1, 2, 3, 4, and then Uncharted Lost Legacy. But Uncharted Six, 1... Six, really, because there's one called The Golden Abyss on, that's the, true, on, the, on PS, the PlayStation uh, Vita. Vita. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, but in Uncharted 1 through 4, and in The Golden Abyss on the Vita, you follow the story of Nathan Drake, who right. is this... You know, uh, wisecracking, you know... Uh, He's Malcolm Reynolds, hunter. not in space. Yeah, Malcolm From Reynolds, Firefly. not in space. If he has a little bit of that Indiana Jones vibe yep. to him. And and he's going off on these treasure hunting adventures that help, you know, he spans the globe. And he does it with his friend Sully and this uh, this girl that he's falling for. You know, and they've got this antagonistic but will-they-won't-they relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's supernatural treasure hunting and adventures that happen. And the reason I really don't want this to be a movie, even though I know they're already making it, is I remember specifically as a kid when when I discovered Indiana Jones and I started watching the Indiana Jones movie, and those were so epic. And you love the treasure hunting and you love the adventure and the action. I remember thinking at the time, you know, because I watched those movies and then I could go over to my Sega Genesis and I'm playing Tinhead, right? <laughs> Big difference. And I was like thinking to myself as a young child, I can't wait until I can play the adventures of Indiana Jones, like for real, like it be like a movie. And the Uncharted games do that. Do. The Uncharted games are a movie that you get to wield the gun, you get to wield the rope you get to hunt and solve the clues and you get to do all this in the midst of these amazing cinematic cutscenes mm. that show these gorgeous locations and it to me is the epitome of a perfect storytelling almost perfect not perfect yeah. almost perfect storytelling in video game yeah. cross see in in actually Jake this is I'm going to totally disagree with you because that's one of the reasons why I think it it would make a great movie no, because it, it already a is a movie. You hardly play in exactly. those games. No, you play a you, lot more. You press you a exaggerate. couple little buttons you and then you have these twenty-minute long cutscenes. It feels like it feels like it already is a movie where you get to play, push a few little buttons. That is a gross exaggeration. You get to play way more than what you're saying. Yes, there are moments where you have a few button prompts, but by and large, the game itself is you exploring and you looking for clues and finding treasure and having shootouts with bad guys and with supernatural beasts and running away from avalanches or crumbling temples and solving puzzles like so yes it does have cinematic you know movie like cutscenes and yes they can be long yeah. but then the action you play through is so gripping when you're hanging from cliffs and like it is such a great blend of getting to play and actually yeah. participate in a movie story I think that the fact that it has those cinematic cutscenes and it has a very linear story I mean you it take does. it step by step by step yeah. where right. it doesn't have sort of this open world type of feel right. where you are following essentially a plot right. and because of that it almost feels to me 
like a movie translated into a game format. Right. And because but of again, that, it seems like it would be it would be compelling for me to see that game translated into a movie format. I might like it better. <laughs> see, I think there's uh, that's when you start to get diminishing returns. So this this game this game series, the the company Naughty Dog, essentially, you could tell they love adventure movies. I think the guys who made these games grew up on Indiana Jones oh, yeah. and, and, and yeah. Star Wars and the idea of the big epic adventure and let's let's create interesting characters and the reason I say Star Wars is because they love witty banter. Right. And especially from the old original Star Wars trilogy. And they love the witty banter back and forth. All this, the Uncharted games have it. The most recent one, Uncharted Lost Legacy, proved that Nathan Drake isn't required right. for a fun Uncharted game that also has great characters and witty banter because you've got two female leads who are fantastic. The... Th- I agree with both of you in a way, which is weird because you're very diametrically opposed. <laughs> I agree with you that it basically already is a movie experience. And that's why I think... But I, yeah. but I agree with Jake that if you try to turn that into a movie, now it's going to feel incomplete. It's going to feel too truncated. It's because they took the movie experience and they blew it up into like a 12-hour experience. And now you're trying to trim it down. And what makes it good by the end of that 10 to 12-hour experience is you've had all the witty banter while you're solving puzzles. Right. While you're going from battle area to battle area... There's something about not rushing it that gives those games that quality um, of the character development. On the other hand, these games are ready-made to be movies. Sure. So I could see them being made and I being... I see why the, there's the temptation. I could, I could see them being Prince of Persia cali- caliber. Could be. Maybe best case scenario. Yeah. But I could see them being made. I don't think it would be the worst. I wouldn't be super upset like I would some of these other ideas. But I agree with you. It's one of those game series that I don't need a movie version of because it already is. Yeah, for me, it's the perfect and interactive. It's like movie. the perfect blend. It's the interactive movie I always wanted. If you're gonna take something that Naughty Dog, uh, that company makes, turn it into a movie, I'd much rather it be The Last of Us. Yeah. Which, as a video game, I didn't enjoy. I actually found that game to be too tough to play and just not very fun to play. It's pretty grim. It's very grim, but boy, it would make a great. It's it's a very fascinating um, relationship development between a father and daughter character. And the way that they bond through these horrible circumstances uh, with the right actors in place, that, that could be an interesting movie. Because, again, I didn't enjoy it as a video game. Right. So that I digress. Yeah. Well, and I think what you saw through all of these different lists is that there's a lot of different types of video games and there's a lot of different types of perspectives on these games. And yeah. we each can have a very different vision for how something could be or could not be translated. And we have, a, like, depending on our level of interest in the property itself and our level of cynicism with Hollywood and its ability to, you know, stay true to something. And and just the thought that, you know, as much as we've seen Hollywood hit or miss on books, uh, you know, over the course of time, some have been really, really good and some have been really poor. Uh, we're starting to see video games that are holding equal, almost equal footing in people's consciousness as far as like this is something i really love yeah. right right the same as right. this book that i really they, love they tell a very com- they can tell a very compelling story they can be a very interesting art form i think yeah. you know? i, I totally think- agree obviously and what do you think what video game have you played that you think should never be a movie which ones do we do you disagree with us on yeah. let us know and on the twitter or on the facebook but before We sneak out of here. It's time for the most least important thing. (laughs) 
Welcome inside the most least important thing, the way we love to wrap up every little show of ours. We talk about the big things and tell you that they're nothing. We talk about the little things and we say that there may be a big deal. Paul, you've got to sneak out of here in a minute. i got to sneak out, but I do have a most least important thing to talk Give about. Give us something. So uh, there is this, uh, this show that I have reviewed a couple of times, this television show that I've reviewed a couple of times. And typically, I don't watch a lot of TV, um, but... The second time through my review, um, I discovered that there was a show that I really wanted to just watch, and it has not disappointed me. It's called The Good Place. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is. It's an NBC show. It's in its second season. Yep. Uh, we, my family, is in the first season. I know there's a big spoiler that comes up at the end of the first season, so I won't spoil it for anybody who's just watching it on Netflix, but... It is a fantastic show, sort of about about heaven and hell and about morality and about philosophy. And it's it has some really interesting depth to it while being just off-the-wall funny. Yeah, it's it very is quirky. super funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we, we watched it on Netflix, and we liked the first season so much that we jumped into and are now watching uh, essentially live, even though we're not watching it on TV, we're watching it on Apple TV, but we're watching the second season live because it's such a such an interesting show. And, and Tim and I were just talking about this the other day because he yeah. started it. No, we watched the whole first season. I liked it more than my wife did, but we both enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. has so many clever lines. It's yeah. just, and, you know. I like Kristen Ted Danson Bell. and Kristen Bell both. I think they both have a ton of charm. I think I think Ted great. Danson's funnier in this one than he ever was in Cheers. I agree with that. Honestly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in a TV scape um, where there's so much of the same, you've got CSI Part 21 and NCIS Part 37 and... <laughs> Uh, you're doing Kevin Can Wait with Leia Remini, which is just a reboot of like let's let's mix the mall cop movies with <laughs> with King of Queens and you know and movies about donut sh- or TV shows about donut shops. The Good Place feels refreshingly original, and it feels nice. Is the other thing it, it feels really nice and gentle. And sometimes you have these these. Very cynical, funny shows that that you enjoy on one level, but they feel make you feel a little bit down. Yeah, and Rick and Morty is a good example. Of Great that. example. You know, I think that it very it's clever, very clever, very witty, very well done, but depressing, yet, but me. super depressing. Yeah. I think that, that yeah. the Good Place gives you a little bit of hope. You know? Even though I would say it's for the most part PG thirteen, yes, yeah. and some of its innuendo and the implied language and things like that, which right, is very right, right. funny, but it's kind of PG thirteen. And yet, feels more wholesome. I agree with you. Like it has a wholesome vibe to it in general. Maybe that's because of the setting. I, I don't know. Well, and because I, the setting helps, the brightness of the setting helps a lot. But also, even in the the innuendos that you mention, and those feel like those feel like the things you know you used to have your arguments with your parents about as a kid. You know, because you would say darn yeah. and they'd be like well you're really still saying the bad word right. but you're like it doesn't feel like I am right and so uh, there's a lot of that where well, there, there's also a lot of like good versus evil talk right like, what makes a good action versus a evil action it's, fa- it's kind of yeah, fascinating and how much yeah. does that have to do with our motivations which so, is yeah. a very Christian good pick. idea it, yeah it's definitely not a Christian type of show but it, no. it has it has some elements that give you you're some saying thought. it's not theologically accurate it's not theologically <laughs> accurate sorry it's maybe not actually about heaven and hell Paul exits the room, stage left. Hey, Paul. Where See Tim you. and Jake continue with the most least important thing. Let's keep going for another hour on this bad boy. <laughs> and the show continues. <laughs> Welcome inside hour five. <laughs> By the way, one thing we didn't mention was that in addition to Rampage coming out soon, we also have the new Tomb Raider movie coming That's out. Right. That's right. With Alicia, Alicia Vikander. 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 Yeah. 
Vikander. 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 I, I don't know how to say her name. Vikander. Vikander. Uh, Vikander. Maybe. Pretty, pretty maybe good actress. I saw her in uh, in Ex Machina. Um, I don't know if I don't know if that means that she's going to be a good actress in everything she's in. Right. Because her role there was as an android, kind of right. becoming self aware. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, she was also in The Man from Uncle. Um, okay. With uh, Henry Cavill and okay. um, Army Hammer were in that okay. as well, which was that's a which guy. Was is a, that a guy? Ritchie a guy Ritchie movie, movie and, and one of his. It's not a fail. It's yeah. just not great. It's yeah. okay. It's one of those where if it comes up on TNT or FX or something down the line, yeah. you could totally watch it and be like, "Oh, that was mildly entertaining," gotcha. and everybody was mildly likable, but it wasn't particularly memorable. She was yeah. in that, yeah. and so I think she has. Um, She's got the look for the new Lara Croft. Correct. I was going to say, about the way that they've structured the new games, to me, is a much more interesting character. Uh, it's a much darker and more gritty world, but her as a character is now all of a sudden more interesting. Right. Um, got more depth to her. Not not necessarily there just to be the eye candy, although all characters in games, just like in movies, they're all designed to be attractive. Yeah. Same thing with guy characters, right? They don't make them dad bots. You would, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you wouldn't... Not only would you not really want to watch, you know, a fat, pudgy person run around. <laughs> trying to climb mountains. Trying to, yeah. You, you tried to climb mountains and, like, swing from vine to vine. Though that could have some a little bit of amusement. That would essentially be me, you know, yeah. swinging from vine to vine. You'd be like, who's this guy? Showing? I'd watch that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that for at least a couple of minutes yeah. just to see him fall a bunch yeah. of times. But you also wouldn't believe it. Like, that person couldn't scale a mountain. So naturally you have these more athletic Yep. Attractive builds that lend themselves to so these So I think she's a good games. cast. I like um, the guy who, who's playing who I'm assuming is going to be the villain. I'm blanking on his name. He was the guy from, uh, he was in Hateful Eight. Oh, um, I'm pulling it up now. But I, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm blanking. He's a very, he's a good character actor. I've seen him in a number of things. Um, but anyway, that, that movie looks kind of interesting. So over the next three months we Walton Goggins Walton Goggins yeah, yeah he's a very interesting actor he's got a presence yeah. he does. he's got a face to him so he'll be the from the trailers it looks like he's the villain yeah. who has some kind of tie to her dad or whatever so anyway all that to say between Tomb Raider and Rampage which I believe Tomb Raider is a March release I think I think you've got that right um, so we'll know in the next few months if anybody's been able to turn the corner a bit on video game adaptations yeah March 16th is Tomb Raider my, uh, my hopes aren't super high but I plan on seeing both at some point so we'll see Probably won't see them in theaters unless unless one of them surpri- or both of them surprise yeah. us and it's like oh this is revealing really yeah, well the reviews like, finally for, we have a video yeah. game movie we can like the reviews for Tomb Raider come back and they're surprisingly positive they don't have to be perfect but surprisingly positive I'll totally go see it yeah. Rampage I don't see that happening but yeah. um, but anyway t- speaking of non athletic people swinging through vines and stuff <laughs> believe it or not this is my transition to my this most, your least, most least yeah. important thing uh, they are making a new entry in the Crocodile Dundee franchise. I think I heard about this, but I haven't gotten to dig into it. Explain. So I... This is, this is I, interesting. I really enjoyed the Dundee movies back in the yeah. 80s. A very fun combination of adventure and silly, like, um, out-of-place type setting, right? Where you got this guy from the Outback coming to New York City. Right. Or the girl from New York City going to the Outback. Yeah. In both cases. And Paul Hogan had enough of that cheesy charm oh, yeah. that he could pull it off. This is a knife. You know, like, that. all that stuff is, is great. And I and I found those movies to be uh, a great example of what made some 1980s movies super fun. Yeah. Most, mostly wholesome movies. They're, they're very fun movies. So I saw on my Facebook feed Dundee, the return of whatever. And now that they've officially got a character release kind of trailer it's not a full two and a half minute trailer but it's more of like here's the characters in this movie 
Yeah. It stars Danny McBride as, oh, as the son of Dundee. This hurts me. And that made me upset because Danny McBride, I'm sorry if you're a big fan, he can only do one thing. And that's his super overconfident, annoying American role. Yeah, basically that's, in... That's all he can a do. jerk. Yeah, like, that's all he knows how to do. Yeah. And it, it plays funny the first time you see it, but then once you've seen him in a couple of things, you realize this is all he does. He's very overconfident and says really silly things. So he's now the son of Dundee. They're all expecting, you know, some Australian handsome adventurer. They, of course, get this out-of-shape, annoying American guy. I see the vibe they're going for. The cast is actually really impressive. You've got Margot Robbie. You've got both Hemsworth brothers. Chris and Liam are in this thing. Um, you've got uh, there's a few, oh Hugh Jackman is in it. Russell Crowe is in it. So you've got all these big names in this movie, and then you have Danny McBride as the lead. I'm very disappointed. I'm very upset at this. Uh, it very well could turn out to be funny, and him playing against all these other actors could end up being charming. Yeah, I am just really disappointed that the return of this character what are you are you looking at the pictures I, I, no no, no. i so i looked it up because again i did see this pop yeah. in my feet and i actually i have something that's gonna soothe your mind okay let's hear it it's it's not actually a thing it's not it's not so they've made this trailer yeah they made but it's it's i thought not, it was a real thing it's a real trailer but it's a, it's an advertisement for australia what yeah it's it's like a tourist tourism advertising piece it's, for It's Australia. not a real movie. It's not going to be a movie. That's amazing. But the interesting thing is, is this this is saying that now that everybody knows it's not a real thing, they're kind of like, well, now I want it to be a real thing. <laughs> like, everybody got I mad about so it. I feel so relieved. I'm so glad you looked that up because, again, I'm going just based off the two things I saw in my yeah. Facebook feed. There was a right. quick teaser, and then there was what looked to be like an introduction to all the characters. I thought it was meant to be a real movie. I am so relieved. <laughs> so Yeah, no, it sounds like that was because it was actually called, it was launched, and it was called the official cast intro trailer. Yeah. So the way it was launched, as I'm reading about it, the way it was launched was, let's make this thing look like we're announcing this thing, like and coming out of left field. That is such a relief. But see, the thing <laughs> is, like that wouldn't have surprised me at all. Like The fact that I right. saw it made me roll yeah. my eyes and say, of course they it made this. It was too believable because uh, we know they do dumb stuff right. like this all the time, and they're like, the weird dad, where either the dad's crazy and the son's straight lace or vice versa, yep. is a common trope. Yep. And so, of course, they would do that. Well right? done, Australia. You got me. I'm, <laughs> I am very happy that I got tricked by that because I was feeling super bummed that they were ruining the Dundee franchise. Good. That's good news. Awesome. Yeah, you're, you're all set. Uh, so you're 100% sure this is not a real movie. This is on Slate.com. This Tourism Australia Crocodile Dundee reboot has everything has everyone wishing it was the real thing. So but it doesn't exist on IMDb or anything? Nope. It's an ad for Australia itself, as reported by the Brisbane Times. The teaser is a part of a viral marketing campaign for a tourism Australia ad that's set to air during the Super Bowl. Ugh. So it's working. This Amazing. is a, like So <laughs> they've just got to figure out how to get to spin it and now get you to want to go to Australia. It's a really creative idea, but is it going to make you want to go to Australia? I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch it and see. No, but I think it's uh, I think it's hilarious now that I know it's a joke (laughs) because I can't be the only. I I usually I feel like I see through a lot of these kinds of like tricky marketing (laughs) things. This one got me. I am so happy that it's not a real movie. I'm so happy it's not a real movie. Good. I love that we we like went full circle on this. We did this important thing. We did. All right. right. Good. So mine is also actually a casting thing. So the segue here is that uh, also this week. Uh, or in the recent weeks, was announced that uh, Tom Hanks is going to be Mr. Rogers oh boy. in a Mr. Rogers movie. Yeah. 
And I, I'm not going to bury the lead here. Yeah. I disagree with this casting choice. Okay. Heavily. Like, yeah. Tom, we've talked about Tom Hanks on this podcast before. Okay. Paul and I have. Yeah. And I think Tom Hanks is very likable. Yeah. And I think he does a lot of very enjoyable movies. But he's Tom Hanks. But he's Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I know they're not exactly contemporaries, but they're kind of contemporaries. They made movies or TV shows at the same time. Yep. And they, like... It's not all about do they look exactly like him, but Mr. Rogers was kind of a slight man. You know, he yeah. was a slight, quiet, soft-spoken guy. Tom Hanks is a not a small guy, and he's very you know he tends to be a very commanding presence, whereas Mr. Rogers was a very subdued presence. Mm-hmm. And I just think we're like if I want a Mr. Rogers you know biography movie, I want somebody that can disappear. Into the role you want of Daniel Day Lewis? I don't want Daniel Day Lewis because I don't think he's got the look for it. Um, Let's cast it then. Yeah, so I'm actually pu- I got to pull this up because I need to get his name. Okay. Um, of who? Like, well, actually, as I was talking about this with somebody yesterday, somebody suggested uh, Christoph Waltz. Okay. As a possible, he'd have uh, to lose the accent though for it, of course. But he can do that. We, I mean, I think he's done that before. He's played Americans, right? I. I don't know. I've only heard him in roles where he's got the heavy accent. Um, for me, you know who I was thinking is actually the teacher from Stranger Things, Mr. Clark, who's the science teacher in the Stranger Things season one and two. The actor's name, I had to look it up, is Randy Havens. Okay. And he's not done a lot of stuff that you know most people would have seen, which I actually really like for casting Mr. Rogers. I want it to be somebody that like breaks onto the scene because they do such a compelling job. You know, I, I want somebody to oh, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Heath Ledger this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but what like he convinced when I was thinking about this, he's got that slender kind of frame. He's got that teacher vibe, very unassuming, very unassuming. Yep, very friendly. Got a nice smile, but he's quiet. He's not he's not a commanding yeah. presence. But again, that's yep, Randy Havens, uh, Mister Clark in Stranger Things. That's okay. that's who I would have cast. I'm think. See, I like that cast a lot. I especially love the idea of a no name. Or I guess lesser known yeah. actor coming into those kind of roles. I think oftentimes they knock it out of the park because you're not thinking. Oh, I remember when Tom Hanks did that in Castaway or whatever. Right. You just you're unfamiliar with them, and it can be an amazing turn. Uh, I was thinking before you said Randy Havens, who now is would be my first pick. I was thinking uh, David Strathairn. Strathairn. I don't know oh, how to David say Strathairn. I don't know how no. to say. However, you say his name. But he's a little too old now. There was a time, maybe about 10, 15 years ago, he would have been a great cast right. for this. Um, especially after watching something like Good Night, Good Luck. Now, I know he had more confidence and swagger in a role like that. Right. But I think he could have been a Mr. Rogers type, except now I think he's probably a tad, a touch too old. Yeah, to, uh, he'd, 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 and it depends. I mean, they're casting Tom Hanks, who is no spring chicken. True. Um, yeah, because David Strayhorn is 69 and Tom Hanks is 61. So not a huge sure. age difference. Um, so I, I wouldn't hate that pick. Then of but, course there's some there's some character actors out there, um, guys like Sam Rockwell who maybe doesn't yeah. look just like him but could probably could, embody. You could probably put him into that right. role, you know, with a, if you yeah. And so, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. I just yeah. heavily disagree with this pick, heavily. Yeah. And there, yeah, I, I think that I like the idea of the of the movie though. Yeah. Because Mr. Rogers to me is not only an interesting show to kind of dig behind the scenes on, but 
the man himself, with all the rumors that have floated out around and all the memes that have been created about him in the past and what his actual background was, I want to see a real movie about this guy. So yeah, I'm interested in the story. Yeah, and even apart from all the kind of cultural myths that have sprung up around him, he was such a earnest guy in right. in working in like working in essentially the entertainment industry, which is not an earnest industry. I think there's probably some fascinating stuff to explore there. Plus, parents around the world were grateful that he taught kids to hang up their jackets when they got home. <laughs> well, yeah. and he's it still holds up. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is actually on Amazon Prime. Mm. And we've been watching that. I've been watching that with my four kids. Mm. And all of them, from the 8-year-old down to the 2-year-old, really like watching Mr. Rogers. Yeah. His presence is was what made that show. Right. The puppets were really creepy. Like there's True. just no way around that. The they puppets were. in the neighborhood of make believe creepy. However, even in spite of that, like as creepy as puppets can be and turn kids off to everything, we're like, yeah. Mr. Rogers is the best. Well and the thing is, not everyone could do what he did. And again, it's not that he was some amazing actor or whatever, but a lot of people would come off super creepy looking at the screen talking to kids. Yeah. But he had a sincerity, and a, there was something about him that made me trust him instantly. Absolutely. He was a special guy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, there you have it for the, who would you guys cast? I still can't believe Dundee is not a real movie. <laughs> for Mr. Rogers, who would you guys cast as the son of Dundee? Not it, Danny McBride. If it wasn't Danny McBride, would it be Will Ferrell? <sighs> would it be Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy could have been son of Dundee, right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, I feel such relief that it's not Danny McBride right now. <laughs> Let us know on the Twitter. I'm at Jake underscore Roberson. I'm at Tim underscore Nestor. And Paul, who had to slip out, is at AC Paul. Or, of course, you can catch up with us on our Facebook group. Bring some life to that bad boy. It's called Pop Culture with Fan People and Know-It-Alls. If you have a hard time finding people to nerd out with, we want to be those people. So I know that that's a struggle in my life. That's why I do this show because I don't, I didn't have enough people to nerd out with, and I wanted to expand that circle. So uh, please pop in there with us and let's start talking about stuff like Rampage or Tomb Raider or actually better movies. And as always, thanks for joining us. I'm Jake. I'm Tim. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. He also walks in and we have the nurse and is like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> How it felt. And all the while there's this weird 70s. This guy keeps walking in. What's up with that? There's this weird 70s like romance rock playing. Like, don't leave me. And I'm like, what is happening right now? That is awkward.